Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. You should all be happy that you're here. I know the World Cup and I heard that it's in overtime. So, huh? I don't know who won. Isn't it in overtime? What? What's the problem? So, uh, it's good that you're here. I know some of you have anxiety that you're not watching, but... So, anyway, <laughs> so the first, gospel, the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke is the Annunciation of, well, we read the whole first chapter of St. Luke over the span of the month of Kiak. So, uh, last week was the Annunciation of St. John the Baptist. The second week is the Annunciation of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ to St. Mary. So, um, there's a particular verse that I wanted to start with, and that was, And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. This is Archangel Gabriel. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So St. Mary started off troubled and then was eased when Archangel said, You have found favor with God. But then Archangel Gabriel sort of leaves her in the dark. Because the last verse is, Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. And I would... I would imagine that if that maybe was me, I would, okay, maybe I'll say that, but then I'm waiting for some details after. Like, okay, sure, let me know. Let it be according to your word. Now give me the word. And then he said, bye, and left. And so I want to focus on spiritual certainty. We all have journeys in our lives. Some are exciting. Some of, of, some of them are not so exciting. Big, big journeys like uh, new job opportunities, moving to a new city, new service, uh, new child, how to raise them. But we also have new problems. We have new illnesses. We have new financial troubles. We have new losses. And they come up so swiftly, just as Archangel Gabriel did, and then we're left in darkness. And we don't have certainty, both by both by worldly and spiritual measures. And even in the greatest, even the greatest among the saints experienced this. And even uh, if we think back at Moses in, in the book of Exodus, we read, Then Moses said to the Lord, and look how he speaks to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Moses is saying, you keep on saying that, like, you know, that, uh, like, I know you and I know, I know how many hairs are on your head and all of this stuff, and yet uh, I'm not feeling that, I'm not sensing that, that you're telling me exactly what to do. What is God's response? He says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. He didn't give him any details. He just said, I will go with you and I will give you rest. Uncertainty, uncertainty debilitates us 
And when we sit back waiting to find clarity, what happens is we don't move. And we need to make decisions in our lives. Our spiritual life is all about making decisions because it is how we express our free will and it is how we express our trust in God's providence. And even, yes, a decision can be that I don't react to something, but even that is a decision. And we often like for others to make decisions for us so that we don't have to take any responsibility. But God, He isn't waiting for us to make a mistake so that we can be condemned or that we should, be, uh, that we should feel ashamed. On the contrary, He guides us to heaven and through whatever, he, whatever calling that He has for us, He guides us. And we're confident that God guided St. Mary uh, even though she was in the dark so many times. And despite that, her first impulse was to visit her cousin Elizabeth. She continued her life, not to spend time trying to interpret uh, certain hidden messages from Gabriel's uh, visit to her, or imagining, spending so much time trying to imagine or to fantasize what her life should or will be like. She decided to do that which she considered to be inspired by God and to keep track of how God is being glorified. And we find that in a couple times in the scripture, like during the birth of Jesus Christ, when the Magi came and she said, and we read, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She's gathering everything. She's following a path that she, that as in, in her mind and in her heart, God is with her. And she is following this path without clarity. And what she's doing is she knows that everything is to glorify God. So instead of finding out what she should do or how she should do it, she simply takes God with her and God will reveal all of his glory. And that's why she pondered all of these things that are happening when Jesus was pre- preaching in the temple, she raised him as a mother. She said, why would, you do this to, why would you do this to us? And even when Jesus responds and she didn't understand what he means by certain things, and it just says, his mother kept all these things in her heart. She's waiting. She's waiting to see what is the next step. But she makes decisions in that journey. So if I may reflect on a couple of ways that we may t- maintain this sort of synergy with God, just two things. One is not to hunt after someone who is already with you. What sometimes hinders us from this synergy with God is that I make myself in constant pursuit of finding God. God isn't in hiding. We all have him. And if we don't consider that every decision and thought is in synergy with God, then everything is operating on only my will. And it will operate that way until some feeling that should arise that indicates that I have finally found him. But of course, he is, has, he is and has been with me the whole time. And the second thing is to be okay with admitting our mistakes and continuing forward, getting back on course. What if I go through my life and discover that I made a wrong choice? We have to be okay with admitting our faults and changing course. Not only should I be not only should I be willing to do that, but we should also support others in, in recognizing that that is something we all must be going through. So when we do need to admit and to change course, not only should we be the ones doing that, but we should also support others in, in encouraging that change in course. 
And I'll tell you a story that reflects these two points. It's the story of what is called the holy man who possessed nine virtues. He mastered, he, was in, he lived in the desert, and he was a master of nine virtues who sought after the tenth virtue but was unable. And the devil had convinced him that he needed to go to another monastery to attain the tenth virtue. And so he went to the monastery, and each time, instead of gaining a virtue, he would lose a virtue, one of the nine virtues. And so finally, he stands by, he stands at the gate of this final monastery that he's at, and he's standing at the door, leaning on the post, and just starts, begins weeping. And he realizes that his decision, decisions were based on finding the, gifts of, finding the gifts of God as if it's a treasure hunt. And so he repented, and he, and he wrote on a piece of paper, I place my trust in the mercy of our Lord, that he will give strength to my weakness, and that I shall endure. And he kept this paper with him at all times. And every time he felt tempted that he needed to go to find God or the gifts of God somewhere, he would pull this out and he would read it and it would be a reminder for him. And the point is that this man was on the move literally to find the gifts of God. He was on the move to find God. God doesn't send us to other places to find him. He may send, he may send us to, to, for a mission to be there for someone, but not to go on a hunting spree to find him when all along he has been saying, but I am with you. Just when, when we make decisions, make it with this synergy with God. The Lord, he said to Moses, in every place where I record my name, keep in mind, where I record my name, that would be all of us. In our baptism, when we come and approach the Lord in the Eucharist, he records his name. He says, in every place where I record my name, I will come to you. I will come to you, and I will bless you. And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hoon stone. For if you use your tool on it, you have profaned it. Meaning, don't try to mess with what I've given you. I will give you what you need. Just focus on me, and I will bless you. So he's saying, don't, the stone, if you, want to build an, if you want to build an altar, don't touch the altar. I, I'm there, don't try, to, don't try to manipulate it or to make it look beautiful. Because I am with you. You don't need to try to find me or to do any, anything. Trust in me. Trust in my mercy. Trust that I will give you strength in your weakness. And you will endure, and I will be with you. Everything, um, every choice that I make in my life to do with synergy, uh, and he will bless it. Spiritual clarity is not that I will always do, know how to do something or what to do, but it is that God is always with me. We have spiritual guides. We have trust in, our, in God's mercy. We recognize our imperfections. We are insufficient on our own. May we always be reminded with the words that gave relief to Mary and when he said, you have found favor with God, to him be the glory, both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. We said.